The following is a Relevant Radio program and is protected under U.S. copyright laws. This program is made possible through the contributions of listeners like you. Support Relevant Radio by clicking on the Donate icon at www.relevantradio.com. Happy Saturday to you. I'm Paul Sadek, and this is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. It's Saturday, September 23rd, 2023, Saturday of the 24th week in Ordinary Time. In the Missal, it's liturgical year A, cycle one. Saturday is a day to pray the joyful mysteries of the rosary. Today is the memorial of St. Pio of Pietrelcina, better known as Padre Pio. He was born Francesco Forgione in 1887. He grew up in a family of farmers in southern Italy. At the age of 15, he joined the Capuchins and took the name of Pio. He was ordained in 1910 drafted during World War II, but after he was discovered to have tuberculosis, he was discharged. In 1937, he was assigned to the friary in San Giovanni Rotondo. On September 20, 1918, as he was making his Thanksgiving after Mass, Padre Pio had a vision of Jesus. When the vision ended, he had the stigmata in his hands, feet, and side. Padre Pio rarely left the friary after receiving the stigmata, but busloads of people soon began coming to see him. He heard confessions for up to 10 hours per day. Many people have said that Padre Pio knew details of their lives that they had never mentioned. He died September 23, 1968. St. Padre Pio, pray for us. Let's offer this day to the Lord. My Lord and Father, inspire my thoughts, words, and actions, and accompany them with your aid, so that I may undertake all my activities according to your will and out of love for you. I ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. And we join Pope Francis in praying for those persons living on the margins of society in inhumane life conditions. May they not be overlooked by institutions and never considered of lesser importance. 10 Minutes with Jesus is a guided meditation on the gospel of the day prepared by a Catholic priest. Here's today's 10 Minutes with Jesus. My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you are here, that you see me, that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask your pardon for my sins and grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My Immaculate Mother, St. Joseph, my Father and Lord, my guardian angel, intercede for me. Today's gospel offers us this age-old parable, the parable of the sower, which is the first in a series of seven parables on the kingdom of God in the gospel of Matthew, yet they're in all the synoptics. Let us read it once again. When a large crowd gathered with people from one town after another, journeying to see Jesus, he spoke in a parable. The sower went out to sow his seed. As he sowed, some seed fell on the path and was trampled, and the birds of the sky ate it up. Some seed fell on rocky ground, and when it grew, it withered for lack of moisture. Some seed fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up with it and choked it. And some seed fell on good soil, and when it grew, it produced fruit a hundredfold. After saying this, he called out, Whoever has ears to hear ought to hear. No doubt we have heard this parable before. 
It does provide us with a marvelous metaphor of the preaching of God's word throughout history. The parable explains why the very same seed of the gospel produces such different effects in people. Well, since each receives it according to their own dispositions, Pope Francis says of this parable, Our heart, like the soil, may be good, and then the word bears fruit, an abundant fruit. But it can also be hard and impermeable. This happens when we hear the word, but it bounces off of us just as on a street. It doesn't enter our heart. That is the seed on the wayside or the path. He goes on, Between the good soil and the bad there is also the rocky ground, which represents the superficial heart. It welcomes the Lord, wants to pray, love and bear witness, but does not persevere. It becomes tired and never takes off. It is a heart without depth, where the rocks of laziness prevail over the good soil, where love is fickle and fleeting. Whoever welcomes the Lord only when they want to does not bear fruit. And then the Pope goes on. Finally, there is the seed that falls among thorns, which are the vices that fight with God, that choke his presence. Above all these are the idols of worldly wealth, living avidly for oneself, for possessions and for power. If we cultivate these thorns, choke God's growth within us. Each of us can recognize his or our big or small thorns, the vices that inhabit the heart, those more or less deeply rooted briars that God does not like and that would prevent us from having a clean heart. It is necessary to tear them out, otherwise the word cannot bear fruit, the seed will not grow. A parable, Lord, and you spoke in many parables. But let us slow down and ask the question that we would otherwise run past. What is a parable anyway? A parable is a verbal expression, usually a story, whether spoken or written, that uses figures and images to communicate profound truths. Precisely because the truths that are communicated are profound, attempts to express them in plain language to ordinary people can sometimes be difficult. In some way, a parable proportions these profound truths to ordinary people, but paradoxically leaves many things hidden at the same time. A parable simultaneously reveals and hides truth. St. Thomas Aquinas speaks of this. God provides for all things in a way befitting to their natures, but it is natural for man to come to understandable things by way of sensible things since all our knowledge has its beginning from sense. It follows that spiritual things are fittingly handed on to us under bodily metaphors. As Dionysius says, It is impossible for the divine ray to shine on us unless it be covered over by a variety of sacred veils. It is also fitting that sacred scripture possess spiritual realities under bodily likenesses since scripture is commonly proposed to all, so that the unlearned might grasp at least a little, since they are not disposed to grasp the intelligible things in themselves. Jesus, help me to find spiritual nourishment in these parables, if I take it in a simple way, or if I have studied or want to study deeper, 
Let me understand the deeper truths. Let me be open-ended in this. Help me to reflect on this so that I may find the treasures you're offering me. I've heard this parable before, but there is more for me to enter into, or there is fruit for me to gather again by being open and docile to it. In St. Mark's Gospel, you inspired him to say, And he said to them, Do you not know this parable? How, then, will you understand all the parables? Is this just because if I don't understand this, I don't have the brain power? No, Lord, I think you are saying more. That is the principles that interpret this are presupposed for others? No, not that either. No, what is it, Lord? It appears that the reason that this parable, this particular parable, is necessary for understanding the other parables, because the truths revealed in this parable are somehow presupposed to understanding the truths revealed in all the other parables. This parable is about receiving, that is, hearing and understanding, Lord, your sacred word, you are the word. And, of course, all the parables are included among the word of God. Jesus, you are saying that unless one clears his soul of the hard ground and the stones and the weeds that this parable signifies, he will not be able to understand any parable or any teaching of yours. For the different earths are the different hearts of man and woman. St. Augustine says, Accordingly, I yesterday addressed the wayside, the path. I addressed the stony ground. I addressed the thorny places. And I said, Be changed while you yet may. Turn up with the plow, the hard ground. Cast the stones out of the field. Pluck up the thorns out of it. Be loath to retain that hard heart from which the word of God may quickly pass away and be lost. Be loath to have that lightness of soil where the root of charity can take no deep hold. Be loath to choke the good seed which is sown in you by my labors with the lusts and cares of this world. For it is the Lord who sows, and we are only his laborers. Be you the good ground. I said yesterday, and I say again today to all, let one bring forth a hundred, another sixty, another thirtyfold. In one the fruit is more, in another less, but all will have a place in the barn. Let me look at each thing carefully. Let me start out just with the seed that the sower has. What is a seed? It is this living thing, very hard, very unlikely it seems, but they have even recently found a 32,000-year-old seed and grew a plant from it. A seed, it seems to be non-living, but it is. But it takes non-living things, soil, earth, sun, and a plant comes out of it, a living thing. So this seed, the Word of God, transforms us dead supernaturally, dead to God and love and transforms us into a supernatural being, in love with God. What is the path, hard, heart, trampled on, used, without purpose, and yet, with grace, I can make it into that good earth? Lord, help me to examine my heart, this heart that must be open, 
open to whatever change you want me to make. Every day there are moments, your grace is there, Jesus, in which a choice is offered to me between the willingness to learn a potentially unsettling or life-changing truth or to being content with the everyday ordinary experience of just going on without change. Help me to see where you ask me to grow, showing love, charity, forgiveness, service to others. Help me to examine my heart every day. Do not let me assume that my heart is that good earth, because good earth also, over time, can, can harden, can receive stones that, that accumulate in it, or be overgrown with briars. Yes, Lord, help me to keep looking at my heart with your grace, and help me to be generous with it. Help me to hear your word and think of other people, and that I too, then, can bear fruit through this soil in the lives of others and also myself. I thank you, my God, for the good resolutions, affections, inspirations that you have communicated to me in this meditation. I ask your help for putting them into effect. My Immaculate Mother, St. Joseph, my Father and Lord, my guardian angel, intercede for me. You'll find more of 10 Minutes with Jesus at RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. Jeff Wall gives the solo guitar treatment in a beautiful way to all creatures of our God and King. This is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app on the Memorial of St. Padre Pio. I'm Paul Sadek, and we join the whole church in prayer now. We're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in the Invitatory Psalm and the Office of Readings. Lord, open my lips, and and my my mouth mouth will will proclaim your praise. Worship Christ, Chief Shepherd of the flock. Alleluia. Come, let us worship Christ, Chief Shepherd of the flock. Alleluia. 
Come, let us sing to the Lord, and shout with joy to the rock who saves us. Let us approach him with praise and thanksgiving, and sing joyful songs to the Lord. Come, let us worship Christ, chief shepherd of the flock. Alleluia! The Lord is God, the mighty God, the great King over all the gods. He holds in his hands the depths of the earth and the highest mountains as well. He made the sea, it belongs to him. The dry land, too, for it was formed by his hand. Come, let us worship Christ, chief shepherd of the flock. Alleluia! Come then, let us bow down and worship, bending the knee before the Lord our Maker. For He is our God, and we are His people, the flock He shepherds. Come, let us worship Christ, chief shepherd of the flock. Today, listen to the voice of the Lord. Do not grow stubborn as your fathers did in the wilderness. When at Meribah and Massah they challenged me and provoked me, although they had seen all of my works. Come, let us worship Christ, chief shepherd of the flock. Alleluia! Forty years I endured that generation. I said, they are a people whose hearts go astray, and they do not know my ways. So I swore in my anger, they shall not enter into my rest. Come, let us worship Christ, chief shepherd of the flock. Alleluia! Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Come, let us worship Christ, chief shepherd of the flock. Alleluia! The King of love, my 
summons heaven and earth to witness his judgment on his people. The Lord summons heaven and earth to witness his judgment on his people. The God of gods, the Lord, has spoken and summoned the earth from the rising of the sun to its setting. Out of Zion's perfect beauty he shines. Our God comes. He keeps silence no longer. Before him fire devours. Around him tempest rages. He calls on the heavens and the earth to witness his judgment of his people. Summon before me my people who made covenant with me by sacrifice. 
The heavens proclaim his justice, for God himself is the judge. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, now, and and will will be forever. forever. Amen. Amen. The Lord summons heaven and earth to witness his judgment on his people. Come to me in your distress, and I will save you. Come Come to me in your distress, and I will save you. Listen, my people, I will speak. Israel, I will testify against you, for I am God, your God. I accuse you, lay the charge before you. I find no fault with your sacrifices. Your offerings are always before me. I do not ask more bullocks from your farms, nor goats from among your herds. For I own all the beasts of the forest, beasts in their thousands on my hills. I know all the birds in the sky. All that moves in the field belongs to me. Were I hungry, I would not tell you, for I own the world and all it holds. Do you think I eat the flesh of bulls or drink the blood of goats? Pay your sacrifice of thanksgiving to God and render him your votive offerings. Call on me in the day of distress. I will free you and you shall honor me. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the the beginning, beginning, is now, now, and and will be forever. forever. Amen. Come to me in your distress, and I will save you. A sacrifice of praise will give me glory. A sacrifice of praise will give me glory. But God says to the wicked, But how can you recite my commandments and take my covenant on your lips, you who despise my law, and throw my words to the winds. You who see a thief and go with him, who throw in your lot with adulterers, who unbridle your mouth for evil, and whose tongue is plotting crime. You who sit and malign your brother and slander your own mother's son, you do this, and should I keep silence? Do you think that I am like you? Mark this, you who never think of God, lest I seize you and you cannot escape. A sacrifice of thanksgiving honors me, and I will show God's salvation to the upright. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the the beginning, beginning, is now, now, and and will will be forever. forever. Amen. A sacrifice of praise will give me glory. You will hear the word from my mouth. You will tell others what I have said. From the book of the prophet Ezekiel. The word of the Lord came to me. Son of man, what is the meaning of this proverb that you recite in the land of Israel? Fathers have eaten green grapes, thus their children's teeth are on edge. As I live, says the Lord, 
I swear there are no longer to be anyone among you who will repeat this proverb in Israel. For all lives are mine. The life of the Father is like the life of the Son. Both are mine. Only the one who sins shall die. If a man is virtuous, if he does what is right and just, if he does not eat on the mountains nor raise his eyes to the idols of the house of Israel, if he does not defile his neighbor's wife nor have relations with a woman in her menstrual period, if he oppresses no one, gives back the pledge received for a debt, commits no robbery, if he gives food to the hungry and clothes the naked, if he does not lend it interest nor exact usury, if he holds off from evil doing, judges fairly between a man and his opponent, if he lives by my statutes and is careful to observe my ordinances, that man is virtuous. He shall surely live, says the Lord God. But if he begets a son who is a thief, a murderer, or who does any of these things, though the father does none of them, a son who eats on the mountains, defiles the wife of his neighbor, oppresses the poor and needy, commits robbery, does not give back a pledge, raises his eyes to idols, does abominable things, lends at interest, and exacts usury. This son shall certainly shall not live. But because he practiced all these abominations, he shall surely die. His death shall be his own fault. Only the one who sins shall die. The son shall not be charged with the guilt of his father, nor shall the father be charged with the guilt of his son. The virtuous man's virtue shall be his own, as the wicked man's wickedness shall be his. But if the wicked man turns away from all the sins he committed, if he keeps all my statutes and does what is right and just, he shall surely live. He shall not die. None of the crimes he committed shall be remembered against him. He shall live because of the virtue he has practiced. Do I indeed derive any pleasure from the death of the wicked, says the Lord God? Do I not rather rejoice when he turns from his evil way, that he may live. And if the virtuous man turns from the path of virtue to do evil, the same kind of abominable things that the wicked man does, can he do this and still live? None of his virtuous deeds shall be remembered because he has broken faith and committed sin, and because of this he shall die. You say, the Lord's way is not fair. Hear now, house of Israel. Is it my way that is unfair? Or rather, are not your ways 
unfair. When a virtuous man turns away from virtue to commit iniquity and dies, it is because of the iniquity he committed that he must die. But if a wicked man, turning from the wickedness he has committed, does what is right and just, he shall preserve his life. Since he has turned away from all the sins which he committed, he shall surely live, he shall not die. And yet the house of Israel says, the Lord's way is not fair. Is it that my way that is not fair, house of Israel, or rather, is it not that your ways are not fair? Therefore, I will judge you, house of Israel, each one according to his ways, says the Lord God. Turn and be converted from all your crimes, that they be no more cause of your guilt for you. Cast away from you all the crimes you have committed and make for yourselves a new heart and a new spirit. Why should you die, O house of Israel? For I have no pleasure in the death of anyone who dies, says the Lord God. Return and live. The word of the Lord. Never again shall they say, The fathers ate unripe grapes. The children's teeth are set on edge. Only the soul that sins shall die. I will judge each person according to his own deeds. The son shall not suffer for the sins of the father, nor the father for the sins of his son. Only the soul that sins shall die. A reading from the Decree on the Ministry and Life of Priests of the Second Vatican Council. By the Sacrament of Orders, priests are formed in the image of Christ the Priest, to be ministers of Christ the Head, in constructing and building up His whole body, the Church, as fellow workers with the Order of Bishops. In the consecration of baptism, they have already received, in common with all Christians, the sign and gift of so great a vocation, and grace that, even in their human weakness, they have the power and the duty to seek perfection in accordance with our Lord's words. Be perfect, then, as your Father in heaven is also perfect. Priests are obliged in a special way to acquire this perfection. By receiving holy orders, they have been consecrated in a new way and made living instruments of Christ, the eternal priest so as to be able to continue through the years Christ's wonderful work, which by divine power has restored to wholeness the entire family of man. Since each priest acts, as far as he may, in the person of Christ himself, he is given special grace to help him grow toward the perfection of the one whose role he plays, as he ministers to his flock and the whole people of God. He receives grace for the healing of human weakness from the holiness of Christ, who became for us a high priest, holy, innocent, undefiled, separated from sinners. Christ, 
whom the Father sanctified, that is consecrated, and sent into the world, gave himself for us, to redeem us from all sin and to purify for himself an acceptable people, zealous for good works. So through his passion he entered into his glory. In the same way, priests, consecrated as they are by the anointing of the Holy Spirit and sent by Christ, put an end in their lives to the sins of our selfish nature and give themselves wholly to the service of mankind, and so are enabled to grow to perfect manhood in the holiness with which they are enriched in Christ. As they exercise the ministry of the Spirit and of holiness, they are strengthened in the spiritual life, provided that they are docile to Christ's Spirit, who gives them life and is their guide. By the sacred actions they perform daily, and by their entire ministry and communion with their bishop and fellow priests, they are set on the way that leads to perfection. The holiness of priests is itself an important contribution to the fruitfulness of their ministry. It is true that God's grace can effect the work of salvation even through unworthy ministers, but God ordinarily prefers to show his wonders by means of those who are more submissive to the inspiration and guidance of the Holy Spirit, and who, through close union with Christ and holiness of life, are able to say with St. Paul, I live, but no longer is it I who live, it is Christ who lives within me. I have longed to give you the gospel, and more than that, to give you my very life. You You have have become become very very dear dear to me. me. My little children, I am like a mother giving birth to you, until Christ is formed in you. You have become very dear to me. Let us pray. Almighty, ever-living God, who by a singular grace gave the priest St. Pius a share in the cross of your Son, and by means of his ministry renewed the wonders of your mercy, grant that through his intercession we may be united constantly to the suffering of Christ, and so brought happily to the glory of the resurrection. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. This is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app for Saturday, September 23, 2023. I'm Paul Sadek. In today's Gospel from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, the Lord tells the parable of the sower from the 8th chapter of the Gospel of Luke. When a great crowd came together and people from town after town came to him, he said in a parable, A sower went out to sow his seed, and as he sowed, some fell along the path and was trodden underfoot, and the birds of the air devoured it. And some fell on the rock, and as it grew up, it withered away, because it had no moisture. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns grew with it and choked it, and some fell into good soil and grew and yielded a hundredfold. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. When his disciples asked him what this parable meant, 
He said, To you it has been given to know the secrets of the kingdom of God. But for others they are in parables, so that seeing they may not see, and hearing they may not understand. Now the parable is this. The seed is the word of God. The ones along the path are those who have heard. Then the devil comes and takes away the word from their hearts that they may not believe and be saved. The ones on the rock are those who, when they hear the word, receive it with joy. But these have no root. They believe for a while, and in time of temptation, fall away. And as for what fell among the thorns, they are those who hear. But as they go on their way, they are choked by the cares and riches and pleasures of life, and their fruit does not mature. As for that in the good soil, they are those who, hearing the word, hold it fast in an honest and good heart and bring forth fruit with patience. This selection from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible courtesy of Falcon Picture Group, daily and Sunday Mass readings are on the relevant radio app. Blessed Mother, on this Saturday, those are the Benedictine monks of Santo Domingo de Silos with Salve Regina. Once again, we pray with the whole church. We are led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in morning prayer. God, come to my assistance. Lord, make haste to help me. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. This prudent leader, Father, 
We do well to sing to your name, Most High, and proclaim your mercy at daybreak. We do well to sing your name, Most High, and proclaim your mercy at daybreak. It is good to give thanks to the Lord, to make music to your name, O Most High, to proclaim your love in the morning and your truth in the watches of the night, on the ten-stringed lyre and the lute, with the murmuring sound of the harp. Your deeds, O Lord, have made me glad. For the work of your hands I shout with joy. O Lord, how great are your works! How deep are your designs! The foolish man cannot know this, and the fool cannot understand. Though the wicked spring up like grass, and all who do evil thrive, They are doomed to be eternally destroyed. But you, Lord, are eternally on high. See how your enemies perish. All doers of evil are scattered. To me you give the wild ox's strength. You anoint me with the purest oil. My eyes looked in triumph on my foes. My ears heard gladly of their fall. The just will flourish like the palm tree and grow like a Lebanon cedar. Planted in the house of the Lord, they will flourish in the courts of our God, still bearing fruit when they are old, still full of sap, still green, to proclaim that the Lord is just. In him, my rock, there is no wrong. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as as it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, now, and and will will be forever. forever. Amen. Let us pray. Take our shame away from us, Lord, and make us rejoice in your saving works. May all who have been chosen by your Son always abound in works of faith, hope, and love in your service. We do well to sing to your name, Most High, and proclaim your mercy at daybreak. I will create a new heart in you and breathe into you a new spirit. I will create a new heart in you and breathe into you a new spirit. I will take you away from the nations, gather you from all the foreign lands, and bring you back to your own land. I will sprinkle clean water upon you to cleanse you from all your impurities, and from all your idols I will cleanse you. I will give you a new heart and place a new spirit within you, taking from your bodies your stony hearts and giving you natural hearts. I will put my spirit within you and make you live by my statutes, careful to observe my decrees. You shall live in the land I gave your fathers. You shall be my people, and I will be your God. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in in the the beginning, beginning, is now, now, and and will will be forever. forever. Amen. I will create a new heart in you 
and and breathe breathe into into you a a new spirit. spirit. On the lips of children and infants, you have found perfect praise. On the lips lips of of the children children and infants, infants, you you have have found perfect perfect praise. praise. How great is your name, O Lord, our God, through all the earth. Your majesty is praised above the heavens. On the lips of children and of babes, you have found praise to foil your enemy, to silence the foe and the rebel. When I see the heavens, the work of your hands, the moon and the stars which you arraign, what is man that you should keep him in mind, mortal man, that you care for him? Yet you have made him little less than a god. With glory and honor you crowned him, gave him power over the works of your hand, put all things under his feet. All of them, sheep and cattle, yes, even the savage beasts, birds of the air, and fish, that make their way through the waters. How great is your name, O Lord our God, through all the earth. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As As it it was was in the beginning, beginning, is is now, now, and and will will be forever. forever. Amen. Let us pray. Almighty Lord, How wonderful is your name. You have made every creature subject to you. Make us worthy to give you service. On the lips lips of the children children and infants, infants, you you have have found perfect perfect praise. praise. A reading from the letter to the Hebrews. Remember your leaders who spoke the word of God to you. Consider how their lives ended and imitate their faith. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Do not be carried away by all kinds of strange teaching. The Word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be be to to God. God. On your walls, Jerusalem, I have set my watchmen to guard you. On your your walls, walls, Jerusalem, I have have set set my watchmen watchmen to guard you. Day or night, they will not cease to proclaim the name of the Lord. I have have set set my watchmen to guard you. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. On On your your walls, Jerusalem, I have set my watchmen to guard you. What you say of me does not come from yourselves. It is the Spirit of my Father speaking in you. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel. He has come to his people and set them free. He has raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of his servant David. Through his holy prophets, he promised of old that he would save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us. He promised to show mercy to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant. This was the oath he swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship him without fear, holy and righteous in his sight all the days of our life. 
you, my child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High. For you will go before the Lord to prepare his way, to give his people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit as it was in the beginning, is now, and it will be forever. Amen. What you say of me does not come from yourselves. It is the Spirit of my Father speaking in you. Christ is the Good Shepherd who laid down his life for his sheep. Let us praise and thank him as we pray. Nourish your people, Lord. Christ, you decided to show your merciful love through your holy shepherds. Let your mercy always reach us through them. Nourish your people, Lord. Through your vicars, you continue to perform the ministry of Shepherd of Souls. Direct us always through our leaders. Nourish your people, Lord. Through your holy ones, the leaders of your people, you served as physician of our bodies and our spirits. Continue to fulfill your ministry of life and holiness in us. Nourish your people, Lord. You taught your flock through the prudence and love of your saints. Grant us continual growth in holiness under the direction of our pastors. Nourish your people, Lord. With the longing for the coming of God's kingdom, let us offer our prayer to the Father. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Almighty, ever-living God, who by a singular grace gave the priest St. Pius a share in the cross of your Son, and by means of his ministry renewed the wonders of your mercy, grant that through his intercession we may be united constantly to the suffering of Christ, and so brought happily to the glory of the resurrection. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. May the Lord bless us, protect us from all evil, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Amen. I've told you this before, but it bears repeating one way to keep on praying without ceasing as the Lord commanded us is to practice the presence of God. Now, how do you do that? Well, may I suggest a classic book, The Practice of the Presence of God by Brother Lawrence of the Resurrection, 
There are some beautiful translations available, but you can find a very good translation of it available for free online because it is in the public domain. The Practice of the Presence of God. The Saturday edition of Morning Air is coming right up. I'm Paul Sadek. I'll see you tomorrow morning, 4 a.m. Central or on the relevant radio app. Go out, make it a great day and a great weekend, and live in the light of the Lord. Audio from the Liturgy of the Hours, courtesy of DivineOffice.org. Readings from In Conversation with God, courtesy of Scepter Publishers. Selections from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, courtesy of Falcon Picture Group. Ten Minutes with Jesus is used with permission. Daybreak is available on RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. Daybreak is a production of Relevant Radio.